Unfortunate health, Jaspard. I'm an empath and paranormal investigator. I am also an author of a dozen books. Thank you for listening to Haunted Real Connections, where I'll bring you the best mediums and paranormal people the field has to offer. Stay tuned for another great show on Paranormal King Radio. Alright, we turn off my fan. Hey guys, welcome back to another edition to Haunted Real Connections here on Paranormal Team Radio. And I'm your host, Nicole Gaspar. And I have a wonderful guest tonight. And uh, her name is Deb. Let me see your last name right. De Rose? De Rose. De Rose. Oh, I was very, I'm so... very close. <laughs> I feel bad I can't pronounce anybody's name right. <laughs> But yeah, welcome to our show. And just to give a little bit, uh, everybody of your uh, idea of your background, if you don't mind, I'm gonna start reading what you say me. <laughs> and of course, there's nice radio chat going on. Welcome, guys. And uh, hopefully, they can hear us. And I got my voice back. Yay! So, okay. <laughs> I'm gonna shut up and start reading. Okay. <laughs> uh, Deb D. Roos is a fellow author, lifelong spiritual medium and uh, I always what's your name is wrong Reiki or Ray how do you pronounce that Reiki Reiki see I knew I knew mm-hmm. I should have first right <laughs> Reiki okay uh, master and teacher and a UFO and a paranormal researcher also we have a lot of things in common <laughs> and uh, she is a founder of Mystical Awakenings, uh, at least I said that right, <laughs> and and books and more, a metaphysical store, and uh, also uh, Mystical Awakenings Radio Network, and uh, Michigan UFO Contact Convention, and the Paranormal Release Team. So Deb, along with her twins, so has been RJ teach and hold uh, workshops at their store. So um, that are also top radio hosts and public speakers. She is passionate about assisting and raising the vibrations for all beings, awakening the minds to possibilities beyond the third dimensional imagination and heightening the awareness of the collective consciousness that every living being across the universe is part of and has access to. And so she strives to be the voice of the voiceless for truth and higher love for all. So I totally love that. And welcome to our show. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Nicole. And thank you for having me on. Okay, I've been uh, a, a fan of, of yours and Oh, Everybody you. on the Paranormal King Network since I first discovered it, oh, sometime last year. And I was so excited because during the winter I was able, you know, I had more time and was able to actually listen to quite a few of the shows and uh, fell in love with all of you. Oh, thank you. And speaking mm-hmm. of which, um, I was telling Father Ken, he's in the house, uh, <laughs> that tonight marks my 200th episode of my whole general uh, podcast from my topics oh. to the paranormal heat. So I'm like, whoa, <laughs> I wow. made it this far. <laughs> yeah, congrats. I never dreamed it would be this far. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I really appreciate what you all do. I know we just hooked up and everything. We just added each other. Um, so, uh, anyway, I'm going to ask a few questions, and then we'll be sure to answer. Uh, people's question in chat. <laughs> so I know hopefully sure. you see chat. If I don't see it, hopefully you'll see their <laughs> question. Um, 
anyway. So in your bio, you mentioned that you were not only in virtual media, but also a, I'm going to try to get this right, right a Reiki, Reiki master Reiki. teacher. I'm getting there. <laughs> I'm getting there. pretty good. Thank you. But um, what, what, um, I have to ask, what got you drawn into this type of field? I'm sorry, I didn't hear that. What, uh, what got you drawn what? into this type of field? Oh, boy. Um, yeah. Well, as far as the healing, um, back in like 1997, my sister, my older sister, um, got involved with Reiki because of some health issues. And, you know, I thought she was a little bit crazy when she's telling me, oh, I learned this healing technique and, you I know, it really works. I'm like, yeah, right, okay, until one night she actually gave me a treatment, and I was so blown away that I knew right away I had to do it. Um, right. I always loved the idea of healing and always felt that, you know, everybody is born with healing in our hands. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, why not, you know, can why I tell not you offer what, that? Can I tell you what actually happened? But I found out when I had this gift to heal as well. Um, my yeah. grandmother, my grandmother is also a psychic in her family. Um, she's old now, bless her. But she went to a, uh, a psychic. And all of a sudden, I wasn't there, though, at the time. She just told me the story. But mm -hmm. she just said that your granddaughter has healing hips. And ever since she said that, I just got good goosebumps. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's awesome. So, so I do you do? Do you do yeah. healing? Yeah. Um, whenever you ask prayer or healing, uh, yeah, they, they would immediately feel um, like intense heat. Is that what you feel too sometimes? Intense heat? It is. Yeah. Yeah, and warm, and warm tingling sensations. You know, that's what I think. That's when I know it's working. <laughs> right. That's, you know, when I'm around somebody who needs healing, my hands will start doing that. You know, huh. they'll feel hot and tingly and stuff. And like, I always oh. wonder about that. <laughs> <laughs> do I need to, you know, just walk up and do healing on this person? And of course, you know, most of the time I don't. I, I have if it's someone I know. But um, there's been times that I've had to ask somebody to can I just put my hands on you for a minute? And they, you know, of course, think I'm crazy, and I don't mind that. So, yeah, also, come to think of it, I remember something about my late husband who's passed. Um, he had that same ability as well. Interesting. Yeah. I know that's one thing we had in common. <laughs> Do you think that's what drew you together? You know, it might be. I'm always curious yeah. about that. Yeah, yeah me too. <laughs> and sometimes, do you actually see energy as well? Sometimes, I have to ask. Sometimes, I know I see energy in various forms and color. Do you, do you want to tell us? Um, well, that might be an or, or that might be a, a totally different subject. But when you see energy, it's a whole different life force <laughs> in it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's like it's like. It's hard to explain. Maybe you explained it better. <laughs> uh, it is, and it's really interesting. Um, I've never been one who can see auras. I do have a son who, um, from the time oh, he yeah. was really little, could, you know, he'd walk up to somebody and, and tell them what colors were around them when he was like three. But oh, I wow. do see, um, if I focus real hard, I can kind of see auras. Yeah, but yeah. when I'm doing healing work, I can see energy, like moving from my hands, and sometimes moving, you know, from the person. It's pretty interesting. Um, one time in particular, there was a whole group of us doing healing on somebody who had um, ovarian oh. cancer. Oh wow! And stage four, it was pretty severe, oh. and we were doing all this healing work, and. It was wild. It was wild because all of a sudden it was like we were pulling, trying to pull the bad energy out and this black mist 
came out of her abdomen area. And I mean, we all kind of freaked out because normally when I see energy, it's like white or sparkly. Do you ever see that? Oh, yeah. Wow. It was almost blind my eye when I see energy. When I look towards mm-hmm. this eye, even. Cause I was seeing little bubbles, almost like orbs, but a little bubble. They're smaller than orbs, but a little tiny bubbles. It, it's mm-hmm. hard, to, hard to explain. <laughs> right. It's hard for people to, you know, that don't see it to comprehend it. But, um, right. Because I don't know about you, Nicole, but I'm always kind of shocked when I see it. And I've been doing Reiki yeah. since 1998, so it's been a while, but I still, you know, I'm blown away by it when things like that happen. It's like, this is so cool. It is so. Yeah. Yeah, it took me I a while to just shut the, it kind of scared me, and I didn't really understand it. Right. Before I joined into the paranormal, I studied a little bit of healing and energy, so that way it better protect yourself. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um, it's amazing work to do, it is. and it's it's amazing to see how well it truly works. But I think like everything else, my experience has been when it's supposed to work, it works really well. If right. it's not supposed to like heal something, if somebody, you know, I hate to say is supposed to have an ailment or something going on with them, um it will relax and calm and, and do a lot of amazing things for them, but it doesn't always heal. Right. Um, I, I spent probably about six years um, working with more like transitioning people when people were uh-huh. in hospice doing Reiki to help them cross and help uh-huh. them be at peace and relax. Yeah, that's right. And while we're on this subject, um, do you find that when you do long-distance Reiki, does that actually work? I do. I do. Um, it's I've all about attention. People, yeah, <laughs> I've had people ask me, did you do Reiki on me last night? I could feel it. <laughs> yeah. I, I experiment with my friends. I'm like, okay, I'm going to see you in the energy ball. I'm sure you heard of that, right? Energy balls. Oh, yeah. And um, when I can make mine really intense. They're like, okay, you can tone it down now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think we have a question from King. He wants to know if you were either born gifted or did you develop it later, like later on in life? Um, I was born with it. Right. Now, I was born in the late 50s, and back oh, wow. then it was not a cool thing. Um, so I learned by probably four, four or five years old, I shouldn't talk to people that I see in front of other people, um, because I was told, you know, I was crazy and things like that. At one point, my father even considered putting me in, in a insane asylum because I would walk around talking to people that they couldn't see. Right. So, yeah, I learned young to try to keep it to myself, but it was always there. You know, you can't escape it. I tried. I really tried. But it, yeah, it is uh, scary because you're young for children, especially children, to see things that we can't see right away. Mm-hmm. And if, if I had children, which I don't, but if I had a child, I would believe them. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's it's really nice nowadays to see um, so many people like us, Nicole, working openly and talking openly about it and helping children. Um, You know, a a lot of parents have brought their kids to me and said, you know, I don't know anything about this. Can you help them? Can you talk to them about this? And of course, you know, it's it's I, difficult to be a child and a medium at the same time. That's true. I feel like children are actually drawn to me. It's like it's weird. I, children and animals are actually drawn to me. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, and I think that has something to do with with healing. Right, I was wondering about that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I think that they love it and they know it's, you know, it's a comfort to them. That's true. And uh, going off topic here, uh, one of my questions. Um, You also mentioned that you are a uh, UFO paranormal researcher. Um, Mm What what were your first uh, UFO experience? Well, I'll start at a really weird spot. 2016, um, I was driving home late at night. It was actually 1 o'clock in the morning, one uh-huh. eleven to be exact, when I felt something very odd. It was like all my hair stood up, not only on my head, but my arms everywhere on my body. <clears throat> and I just oh, wow. I felt very nauseated. Um, and then I saw, I had a sighting right in front of me and ended up, I'm going to make a really long story, really short. I lost all time for an hour and nine minutes. Oh, wow. And I was so blown away by that whole experience that I kind of became obsessed with finding out what was this? Why did this happen? Who was it? Um, I was actually, it was pretty traumatic for me. Yeah, I um, bet. <laughs> yeah. To realize that I could be taken without my knowledge or my permission. Um, yes, yeah, really, yeah, it, it made me really angry. I felt so violated. But anyway, so then I started, you know, after working with MUFON, I am a part of MUFON, um, and digging deeper in this, uh. I started realizing that there would have been many times throughout my life that I was probably taken and didn't even know it. You might um, be asking, is it just you or has anybody in your family experienced that as well? Um, some of my family members have had experiences as well. I didn't feel like I had to ask if something... Yeah, and it seems it does seem to hit families. So yeah, yeah, it's really you know, I've I've had experiences with UFOs, but I don't recall being ever like abducted by UFOs. But I was almost kidnapped one time, but not by aliens. <laughs> I was talking to right. a kid about that one time when I was younger, so I actually was almost kidnapped, and that's when I first started hearing. You know, don't go that way. Run. So I decided to run. So who knows what would happen if I didn't. Yeah. Um, um, speaking of which, uh, Father Hughes said there's a more legacy foundation that has a uh, UFO division now in the record as oh. CS. So I hope we get I didn't contact realize with him. <laughs> yep. Okay, so I, yeah, I just looked at the, the uh, at the page where it says our director does CE5. That's awesome. I, um, my husband and I do a lot of CE5 work as well. It's not exactly, um, when we first started, it was CE5, but we kind of developed our own way. Um, we do take groups huh. of people, you know, out and connect. And almost always there are sightings. So that's, you know, that's that really cool. I, I love it. one of my questions, um, and I just remembered it. Do <laughs> 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 um, you think that gifted people like us are like able to see more things like UFOs because we have more open-mindedness as well? Um, are we able to see them? I think we're more open to it. Yeah, I was wondering about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, if you think about it, a lot of people that say, well, I don't believe in any of that stuff. Well, do you ever look up in the sky? Right. You know, do <laughs> you have an open mind? <laughs> right, because they're there. They're, okay. You know, it's almost always, you can almost always have a sighting. You know, if you wait and you're looking and you're open. Yeah, Yeah, but I think that um, people with abilities are visited more often. 
and possibly taken more often. Right. And that's just my opinion. Well, I, as far as I know, I, I haven't been adapted. Who knows, I might have been. I just need to erase my memory, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they do erase memory. Um, after my big experience, I was talking to Bill Konkolowski, who is state director of MUFON here in Michigan. And, uh, you know, it dawned on me that I had this missing time um, and I had proof of the missing time. And I I asked him, to build, you know, if I were abducted, I'd know it, right? Right. Of course, I'm thinking he's going to tell me, oh, yeah, you'd know. (laughs) And he said, no, probably not. They're experts at erasing memory. And most people that are abducted don't never even know. Yeah, I should have been abducted. I don't remember anything. It's like yeah. it's like yeah. trying to remember a bad dream or something. <laughs> mhm. Yeah, it's crazy. Crazy oh, well. how it works. Yeah, I'm okay yeah. with just seeing the craft, but I wouldn't want to be inside it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's a little freaky, but um, you know, if I don't know. I've kind of gotten to the point, Nicole, where uh, I let them know you can talk to me anytime. If you need to take me, please let me know. But they still don't. Um, right. I'm trying to be more open about it rather than feeling violated. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. I need to but start you do, you do feel violated. Setting boundaries and stuff like that, too. I didn't realize you could do that with UFO or aliens. So, uh, uh, George has a question, wants to know if, uh, have you spoken to Travis Walton? I have. I actually met Travis, oh, geez, um, about 10 years ago and uh, talked to him in length. His story is totally amazing, totally amazing. I have not talked with him since my big experience. But, um, you know, when I first met Travis and he was talking about his experience, it kind of, I thought, why is he so emotional? Why does, you know, this was years ago. Why is it offering him like this? Now I get it. Right. Now I totally understand. And it, it has a bigger effect on us than what most people think. Yeah, it's like having paranormal experiences. You still remember it like it was yesterday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Especially yeah. if it's intense. Yeah. You know. I, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, I still have um, dreams. I still have memories that, even though in the beginning all of my memory was erased, um, I've been getting information for the last six years through dreams. Oh, well, yeah, uh, yeah, it's like yeah. really vivid dreams, right? I, I have those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I don't, I don't really like them, but it's okay. I'm learning from them. Right. And I guess, you know, we have to be thankful they, they let us come back. I don't know. So that, that's, that's a bonus, right? Right, yeah, it is. <laughs> so, um... Oh, yeah, I was going to ask, um, you mentioned that you like to help people raise their vibrations. Mm-hmm. Um, do you mind sharing how that might work or do you have a particular technique you don't mind sharing? Yeah, I don't mind at all. Um, I do what I love and I love what I do. So in raising vibrations, part of that is just learning to be in more of a positive frame of mind how to use um, positive thinking over negative thinking makes a humongous difference. But you can do things like um, drums and singing bowls and even doing good works. I do a lot with singing bowls and um, Uh, they're great. They're great. I have a whole set now and I absolutely love Uh them. But they do raise the vibrations. And, you know, you can use those or do any kind of sound therapy. You can even listen to YouTube. 
and yeah, help raise your vibrations. But a lot of it is our mind. Right. You know, getting out of the uh, the negative thoughts and thinking positive and realizing that our thoughts do create our reality. You know, yeah. I've always told my kids, if you wake up in the morning and you say, I believe that. I, this is going to be a crappy day. I don't even want to get out of bed. This is going to be a horrible day. Well, guess and what? what? You're probably going to have a horrible day. Okay. But if you, if you wake up and, and say the opposite, this is going to be a great day. It works. It works. I've been the right friend of mine lately. I'm trying to say, can they also things are coming my way? Wouldn't you know it? Simple. <laughs> <laughs> right. Positive prayer like that does help. And once no, we, can't. oh, and once we uh, have our vibrations raised, uh, what can we do after that? Keep them raised, <laughs> and you know, right. to to live. I always tell people when I do workshops and stuff, if you live mindfully, if you're living in this moment right now. Uh, it, it's amazing how you can keep your vibrations up. Don't worry about what happened yesterday or even 15 minutes ago. Don't worry about what's going to happen tomorrow. Yes, we have to plan on paying bills and things like that. Yeah. But staying in the moment as much as possible is so important to living a good, a good life and keeping your vibrations up. And sharing that, if we don't share it, it's no good, right? We have to share it with other people. So in helping others and, and working with others, that's, that's, to me, the best thing we can do is stay in the moment and help other people stay in the moment as well. Yeah, even you know, if it's not healing. Paranormal, hey, I'm sorry to cut you off, but even if it's not paranormal, you like that, if you just help someone else, let's, Say yesterday even, I just helped this little girl. Um, she put her, I knew the moment she put her purse down, she didn't walk away and leave it. Guess what? She did. I told her mom, your daughter forgot your purse. She's like, whoa. <laughs> ah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good pick so I, I felt good that I spoke up and told her, hey, usually I'm quite shy. <laughs> Yeah, I am actually, but not on the side. <laughs> yeah, don't be shy. Get the, you know, you have something to say, get it out there. That's true. <laughs> you never know what, you know, what you might say that can really help somebody. Yeah. It's like that story you did yesterday. <laughs> yeah. And I think we have questions from uh, Charles. Um, how, how does... How do you think that they can erase memories? How do they that it might be typing? <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, I don't know how they do it. They have a, a ton of technology that we do not have. Right. Um, I don't know how, and I don't ever say that I do know. There's a lot of things I don't know. Um, the only I know thing that I. Can think I of is that movie Men in Black when they have that flashy thing. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry. I had to up. <laughs> I know that when I've had missing time, I don't have memory of it. I do, like I said, have reoccurring dreams that help me remember. And once in a while in my waking out, you know, I'll hear something, a tone, or or something will happen that'll flash a memory. But I don't know how it all works. I really don't. I don't know how they erase memories, but it happens. Um, now I told you about my my experience in 2016, but I've had experiences before that that I didn't put down to, um, you know, being abducted. Right. And you know, I'd be driving and I'd end up in a town far away from where I was headed um, and not have any idea how I got there. Yeah, I read and this is about a, that. It, 
it's not something that happens all the time. So it's uh, not like, oh, this woman is crazy and just loses her mind and, you know, doesn't remember things. Um, right. Usually the first it, signs of adoption is like missing time, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And those type of things. So, so pay attention to the time. Um, yeah. Luckily, that night, I happened to have looked at my clock when when I felt my hair standing up and I started feeling nauseated and stuff. And then uh-huh. I looked down at my clock and it was one 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 in the morning. I was driving home from an event. And, um, you know, as soon as I got home, I, I don't remember driving home. I just remember I was in my driveway going, oh, my God, what the heck was that? What happened? And I was kind of, you know, I started panicking and I ran in the house and now all my kids are sleeping. Um, so I just went to my computer and sent a message to one of my paranormal teammates saying, you're not going to believe this. This is what happened. So that's how I knew how long it had been is from that yeah. message that I sent. Where it happened, I was about three minutes from my house. So uh-huh. had I driven home, I would have been there, you know, by one fifteen, under whatever. Yeah. Um, and with that and this was like, yeah, it was well after two. So. Oh. Uh, yeah. And also, how to relate to this subject? Uh, have you ever had a what do you call it? Um, hypnosis. Uh, session where they take you back to where that event happened. I forget what it's called. Yeah, I was going to be hypnotized um, last year by Kathleen Martin. She came and focused the Michigan UFO contact event, but we ran out of time, so I didn't have it done. Um, So I've always been a little afraid. I do a lot of um, self-hypnosis. And I do right. self-hypnosis and past life regression work with other people. And I've done it for years. But when you talk to me about being hypnotized, I get a little panicky. I don't blame you. I don't like the thought of not being in control yeah. of my thoughts. But I want to know badly enough that I'm finally willing to do it. And I feel the same way about channeling. Because if they can control your voice, what else can they control? Mm-hmm. That's why I have a do fear ever... of They do it, but you might have a fear of it. I'm sorry, go ahead. <laughs> have you had it happen without... Um, oh, yeah. I mean, I, I always Numerous say, times. you know, you can tell me what to say and I'll say it. You can talk to me all you want. You're not allowed to use my body or my voice. Right. But so many times during readings, I've had people say, oh, my God, you look exactly like my husband, and his uh-huh. voice came out of you. But I don't have memory of it. Yeah, I do, and that's, that's what frightens me. Yeah. It's a little freaky. It is, my, and those that were listening, they said, your voice even changed. I'm like, really? <laughs> right. Yeah. It's creepy. Um, anyway... King has a question for you. Um, what was your scariest paranormal experience? That was kind of one of my questions. <laughs> my scariest paranormal experience. Oh, boy. I think, honestly, I mean, so many. There's been so many um, that I don't even really get scared anymore. I think I was about <laughs> seven years old. And went to a house with my mom and my sister and we walked in the house and I just felt this. I was so young. I did, couldn't really explain what I was feeling, but it felt like this really heavy pressure. And then I started seeing, and these were not human spirits. And I was absolutely terrified. Oh, well. So I, I, mean, I think that's probably my most, <laughs> my scariest paranormal experience. Um, since then, you know, working with human spirit, I don't get, I don't get afraid. 
when it comes yeah. to anything stronger or darker. I, yeah, I don't like it too much. It just sounds like telling shit. Um, last night, I kept hearing things and hearing things. It's something I can't even describe what I was hearing. It should have been my upper at the mind, or it should have been who knows what. But it's like I kept hearing every little thing this night. <laughs> That's scary. When you so did it hear? Did it sound like normal things nope. or no? It was no? really abnormal. Yeah, so you kind of know when when it's not right. Right. You were probably all alone. Yep. So that freaks you out. I still have my parents that have are in the same house. We have two houses. I hang out in the back mm-hmm. house during the day. So, and, and after my husband passed, how to think of it, I have more intense nightmares. Yeah. That. I'll, bet. <laughs> I'll bet you do. I was kind of scrolling on here and I saw, I can't find it again now, but uh, somebody, asked, <laughs> somebody asked what what I thought about individuals become Reiki masters overnight. Oh, yes. And I really That's kind of question. want to answer that because I am very, I'm very traditional Reiki. Um, yeah. I spent you know, a long time working with my Reiki master um, before becoming a master. I don't think it's something that should be done overnight. I think that my opinion is when when I attune people, um, there's different levels. I'll do one, two, three. I don't do all the, you know, 29 levels like a lot of the I newer the first level. do. <laughs> And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Every level is beautiful. But I always say that people need to wait at least a year and work with it until not. We don't master Reiki. Reiki masters us. When Reiki becomes a way of life, then you're ready. And you're ready to, you know, pass it on then it's time to think about becoming a Reiki master. Does that sound actually, weird? No, it sounds great, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really, it's really a way of life, and it's very loving. Um, just, you know, Reiki has like to become a part overall, of Like, mindfulness... So I know that I've been wanting to practice more of mindfulness lately. So I, mm-hmm. that's how I connected, right? <laughs> yeah, mindfulness with Reiki is, it's kind of a beautiful way to be. And do you use, like to use like certain crystals? And do you have a favorite kind of crystal? Um, I do use crystals. I almost always I use selenite because it's, I just love the way selenite works with, you know, for cleansing, for pulling out energies or just so many different things. Um, I, I use different crystals. I use different methods depending on how spirit leads me. And I know, you know, with Reiki, you're supposed to do the hand positions and do this and that. And I right. do that to a certain degree, but I also am very spirit-led. So if my higher self or my guides or their, you know, the client's guides are asking for something in particular, that's what I do. Sometimes it's drums. Sometimes it's singing bowls to help their chakras. You know, I, just, I, I never know. Or like you did the... Um how do you say um? But one of my friends demonstrated what he can do. It's like I felt every vibration from him. It's so weird. I mean, mm-hmm. lovely energy, but he's doing what he was using that technique. <laughs> that's that's cool. That, and I don't know about you, but I love feeling different vibrations and different energies. Oh, I do too. Me. Yeah. I mean, sometimes we come across people where it's like, ooh, I just want to back up. But 
most of them find your fault. That's true, yeah. Or they give you a headache. <laughs> but anyway, right. um, that kind of leads to my next question here. Um, I like to ask my psychic friends, and do you ever feel like when you walk into the room or location, how to location, do you ever feel that something is automatically off? Oh, yeah. Right away. So I, I do. <laughs> right away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think partly, Nicole, that comes, for me anyways, so I assume for other people as well, um, when you do healing work or you're around energy, even paranormal investigation, right? when you're doing that work, you're feeling energies. So it kind of heightens that, um, what we feel even on a normal day-to-day basis doing anything. So I think we feel more after doing what we do. I remember when I was in Alcatraz Island, um, somebody kept telling me, don't go in this certain direction. I didn't like the way it felt, felt, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I totally relate. (laughs) (laughs) So what do you do when you don't? like somebody's energy. I am trying to walk away. <laughs> mm. yeah. Me too. And then I'll send love. And yeah. I, yeah. So um, I, I think that, yeah, there's another question from King. He wants to know if there are spirits that help you with the Reiki, uh, say about Reiki, what uh, yeah. does it come from within? Well, Reiki is actually universal life force energy. That's what Reiki means, is universal life force energy. So we channel it. It comes through us. But that being said, I never do any kind of spiritual work, any kind, without my spirit guides. And they yes, are absolutely you know wonderful. your spirit guides, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I know I, I have am. a few. <laughs> I depend on mine a lot. I mean, to the point, my spirit guides are so protective of me. I That's love true. it. It's to the point that when I do readings with clients, I always have to tell them that my spirit guides won't allow negative around me. So if they have a family member on the other side who, like, murdered people or, you know, was very negative, my guides are not going to let them talk to me. That's how helpful they are. That's cool. I need to connect with mine more. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Father Kim was saying, um, if I may read, uh, he said that a Reiki master performed cleansing on a client, and it went wrong. And unfortunately, she was under possession, and the Reiki master even branded her with seagulls. Did I say that right? Seagulls. That is not common. Yeah. <laughs> um, that is not common. I will tell you a true Reiki master. If you're doing things right, you're working with your guides and you're working with the universal life force energy, it can't yeah. ever go wrong. Um, if you're not doing that and you're just say, no, I'm a Reiki master and I'm going to do Reiki and you use your own intent, then you can have issues. But true Reiki can can never harm. Um, Okay, so I found it and I'm reading. Unfortunately, she came under possession. um, No, that's not from Reiki. Mm -mm. Our very first symbol in Reiki is a very strong protective symbol. Oh yeah, there are different symbols. Mm-hmm. That you know, that's the, the choker ray, and it's um, it's a sign of protection. And when I'm right. doing any, most of us that do Reiki, if you're doing any um, work on somebody, especially if they have issues like darkness around them, um, things like that, I always my symbols on all the walls, the ceiling, the floor, you know, and make sure that we are totally protected. 
totally yeah, that's, protected. That's, that's kind of like at least my other question. How do you spiritually uh, protect yourself? Um, I don't, you know, with doing investigations, I still do the sage and some, you know, mantras or prayers. Um, but I know that my guides are there. And I know that if I'm in the right frame of mind and, and go at anything that I do out of love, uh, I know that I'm protected. Yes, you. So even though I use, you know, different things to protect, I, I've never had a doubt. Well, maybe when I was, you know, six or seven with going into that house, but, you know. <laughs> As I get older, I, I never doubt it. I, I just know I'm protected. Yeah, that's, that's it. Yeah, once uh, we can protect ourselves, we better do other things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah I, I like, it's really important. I like to use the white light mostly. Because mm-hmm. I can uh, actually see energy. So that's how I know I'm, you know, protected. <laughs> Yeah, and, I, you know, I'm a firm believer in the white light works, but I think that anything that is used with the intent of protecting works. Right. And, and again, I'm going to say as long as we're coming from a place of love and find that inner strength, um, that knowing that you're safe. That's true. And Bruce, I agree with Bruce, I love is a strong force. <laughs> Love is strong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, love is the ultimate positive energy. That's true. Oh, thanks, Father Ken. Have a good night. Oh, thank you for being here, Father Ken. I want to uh-huh. ask one of my questions. Uh, oh, here it is. <laughs> Have you come across anything other than UFOs you come across creatures like? Bigfoot or a medical or a prince. <laughs> well, it's, in, it's interesting because uh-huh. we also, um, in the last year, my team, I mean, we kind of dabbled around with Bigfoot stuff in the past, but this year we've really been oh, wow. kind of going for it. And it, it is interesting that you do have things show up. Um, on both ends, if you huh. if you're getting responses from a possible Bigfoot, or you're finding tracks, it's not unusual to see lights in the sky or right. have have something you know show up. Do you think that I'm sorry, we cut you off. Do you think that the lights or the UFO are connected with Bigfoot some way? I I do. Um, I always wondered about that. <laughs> I don't think we can prove it yet, but it happens yeah. so often. One of my theories. <laughs> yeah, I always say to my team, you know, how do we know that Bigfoot is not an alien? Right. We don't. We don't know what all the aliens look like. I mean, some of us think we know some of them, but who's to say? Really? I I do think there's a connection. I just don't know what yet. And I'm, I'm, you know, I'm really excited because we have uh, Ronnie LeBlanc coming. He's on uh, Expedition Bigfoot. Ooh, and he's coming, to, yeah, he's coming to speak at the Michigan UFO contest that we put on. And uh, I'm, I'm just so excited to talk to him because he's, you know, that's a big thing for him is trying to figure out the, the UFO connection with Bigfoot and possibly other cryptids, like you said. Right, or me, hey, you know, like I children. Uh, luckily, I never come across them, but I have a scary experience one time that I don't know if it's to be dead or not, but one time my friend and I were here late at night as we stayed in mm-hmm. our back house, you know, and we heard a knock, and there was no one there. So, <laughs> I don't know if it's dead or not. <laughs> Yeah, did it freak you out? Yeah, it totally freaked us out. 
So you wonder why we do things like this, right? Right. Hey, I'm curious. <laughs> I'm sure my curiosity might show me someday. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, he wants to know if uh, if your your director also in a Molten? I'm not a director. It's MUFON, and that stands for uh, Mutual UFO Network. It's actually, you know, across the world, we um, take reports from all over the world. And, it, you know, there's thousands of people involved in this. Um, but, uh. yes, I am. I'm a member of MUFON. Um, technically, I'm a, a field investigator for MUFON. Oh, wow. But my big thing is, you know, my true love is um, talking to experiencers and right. helping them through the trauma that I went through the first few years, um, realizing that I was taken without my permission or knowledge right. and without, uh, yeah. Yeah, we've had a sighting out here in Southern California, which where I live right now, and I've seen quite a few in our area because we live out towards the countryside mm-hmm. and we're more open. So, um, field and we have farmers so I guess that's why I see them more out here <laughs> yeah well I can tell you because I am a member of MUFON that California gets more sightings yeah every month than any place around the world well I know I'm not going crazy yay <laughs> <laughs> so doesn't that make you feel good about that huh <laughs> I think California and Florida I think the most exciting, but I could be wrong. <laughs> yeah, California's number one. Ooh, I know I've seen something. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes, yeah. even when I do a live video, I do random live videos, you know, and I always get them in the videos. So, it's weird. Yeah. And when you get yeah, towards the end of the show, of yeah. Um, thank you for talking with us tonight. And uh, is there anything else you like to share a website for everybody to contact you? Um, the easiest way to contact me, oh boy, there's many ways to contact <laughs> me. If you look up Mystical Awakenings in Hope Lake, Michigan, that is our metaphysical store. Um, okay. A lot of people contact me through there. The phone number is listed everywhere. Um, <laughs> You can also look up Deb Johnson D. Roos on uh, Facebook or Mystical Awakenings on Facebook or Michigan UFO Contact on Facebook. The website for um, Michigan UFO Contact is miufocon.com. So that's miufocon.com. And there's also a place on there where you can send us an email. Okay, I'll definitely do that. I've had quite a few sightings out here in California. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, he has another question, I believe. Um, do you consider aliens uh, evil? Um, not most of them. I think most of them are are good. Yeah. Um, I think that. You know, there are living beings scattered throughout this universe and and on our planet who are good and bad. You know, do I think the human species is evil? Some of them. Kind of like, what do you call it? Retellions? I remember, right? Uh, Retellions? How do you say it? Reptilians? Reptilians, yeah. Um, I believe there are reptilians, and again, some are good, some are bad. Um, They have a little different agenda than, say, Palladians, who are, you know, very, very, very old and higher vibrating. Um, They're more spiritual. Reptilians are not very spiritual. They're not necessarily here to help us. Um, I believe that many of them want the same things we want, and that's unity. They want to learn about us. We want to learn about them. 
Right. They, they have a lot more technology than we do, so they can travel places. You know, we have not yet learned to um, travel through dimensions and, um, you know, portals and black holes and things like that. Right. So, yeah. It's interesting. It's very interesting. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, very quickly, um, what is on your bucket list? <laughs> You cut out for a second there. Oh, you know you said, oh what what is on your bucket list of haunted locations? Or? Oh, well, <laughs> I have to honestly say that I'm not a real big um, thrill of the hunt person uh-huh. as far as investigating. Um, I, I'm not one that loves to go in and investigate places that, you know, 5,000 other people haven't investigated. Right. So, <laughs> you know, my big thing with paranormal, with Spirits with ghosts right. is helping helping people, helping families to not live in fear. I know they exist. I don't have anything to prove um, to myself with that. Um, I guess my bucket list would be to to learn more about the other creatures, Bigfoot, other cryptids, aliens. Yeah. Um, that's more of my bucket list, yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, I think we have time for another question here. Uh, I have here for you real quickly. Um, can you explain the difference between a psychic from a uh, medium? Um, yeah. A psychic basically reads energy, body language. Um, sometimes we'll get visions of things that have happened in your past or to come in your future. A medium normally connects with a medium does connect with the other side Um, (laughs) spirits angels whatever is on the other side we can connect with Um, I don't know about other mediums I can tell you for myself I do not predict that's not part of my job my spirit guides say no 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 you know if somebody's (laughs) If you tell somebody that they're going to meet Mr. Wright on the corner of 8th and Division on October 12th, their life stops till then. All they think about is that meeting. Right. Right? So you can interfere with somebody's true destiny by doing that. And again, that's my opinion. So my job is to connect people with loved ones who have crossed or the friends that have crossed. You know, it's it's to help people, not to predict. Yeah, so I feel like I'm more. That's the big. Mm-hmm. I I think I'm both psychic and medium. So sometimes I can see future events or messages from my head. So, and the, or I'll hear spirits. <laughs> yeah, well, the way they explain it, and Teresa Caputo said this years ago, um, the Long Island medium, that. Um, all mediums are psychic. All right. You can't be a medium without being psychic. We get visions, That's we true. get <laughs> downloads, we get information, we see things, we sometimes hear things, whatever. But not psychics are not necessarily mediums. Okay. Right. So you can be a medium and still get a lot of psychic information. What you do that with that is up to you. But you know, to yeah, be a psychic. True. A lot of psychics don't um, communicate with the dead. Yeah, I agree that. No. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Okay. We're getting towards the end already. Uh, after we, <laughs> right a little over time. Sorry about that. But uh, I enjoyed talking with you. <laughs> you too, Nicole. I've been looking oh. forward to this. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome back anytime. Yes. And maybe this time bring, bring your um, husband. And uh, talk to you about, and uh, or whoever works with, you're you're welcome back on our show. <laughs> Wonderful, thank you, and thank you, King, for for having the All network right. and allowing me to be on. I love yeah. you guys. Yeah, anytime. You have a great night. Thank you, guys. And I'll see you thank next you. week. And I'll have another awesome guest. Her name is also Nicole. <laughs> Nicole, uh, She's also a fellow medium as well. So, look forward for next week. And y'all have a great and safe week. Until then, um, this is Nicole Jasper. 
Harry Rail Collections. Have a great night. Thank you, Dad. My name is Nicole Jaspard. I'm an empath and paranormal investigator. I am also an author of a dozen books. Thank you for listening to Haunted Real Connections, where I'll bring you the best mediums and paranormal people the field has to offer. Stay tuned for another great show on Paranormal King Radio. Thank you.